Welcome, welcome, Eric. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? Hanging in, doing well. Made it through the holidays almost. Yeah, just about. Yes. Got one more tomorrow, or well, as of this recording tomorrow. Yeah, before the good old the new year, hopefully. The new year. Better year. Hopefully. Well, hopefully. definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it gets any worse, then we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it being the new year, the day before, and uh, I think what we should do is kind of look back on what was the uh, movie industry's uh, releases and what we've seen and, and what little pickings we had because of all the shutdowns and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think we'll go through and uh, talk about what we've seen and what we thought of them, what we thought was the best we've seen this year. Like I said, it should have been more, but, well, at least for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, but uh, here's one. I think we'll start off with this one. I th- I know. I can't believe it was this early in the year. I completely forgot. But it was good. What was that? We saw it together. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like 10 years ago. It doesn't it? <laughs> I already know what you're about to say. Yeah. Bad Boys D, 3. Yeah, or yeah, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. That was in January. Yeah, that's nuts. A whole year, almost a whole year ago. And it was like, as I was looking through the list of releases, I was like, oh my God, I completely... <laughs> like, it wasn't a bad movie to forget about it. It's just so much oh, yeah, it's happened. junk has happened in between that I completely forgot that that was this year and that we had went before everything got shut down. Hmm. Yeah, and because because of the what is the year of 2020, um, Bad Boys for Life is the highest grossing movie of 2020. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it um pretty good. Even you know it, it obviously wouldn't have been if stuff had went you know yeah we had not been in a pandemic, but it still did pretty good for our rated movie. Oh yeah. It's um. Yeah. Yeah, over two hundred million, I think, domestically, if I'm not mistaken. Which proves we can we can still have good R-rated movies like yeah. we did in our childhood, <laughs> which is weird to much. say, but you know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of good not. movies came out of the '80s, early '90s that were rated R, and then it all had to be family friendly, yeah, and that's yeah. when it all went downhill. Yep, good old PG-13, everything had to be, but. Yeah, good old bad boys for life. Um, yeah, yeah, good movie. I liked it, and it yeah, was man. it was refreshing that it was it, it was as good as it was. Oh yeah, you know, because being away from the series for so long, and, and the second one, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the it was second a, one was, was yeah. uh, when Michael Bay became when he discovered Bayham, I guess is the nickname for what he does. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, with yeah the, usually uh, belated sequels don't work very well. And, you know, look at there's plenty in the name, look at Zoolander and can't think of anyone, but um yeah this one was um was pretty good. Yeah. I remember walking out, you know, walking in going, okay, I want to watch it just because I need to we'll, we'll give it a chance and walking out going, damn, that was 
way better than expected. Yeah. So, uh, what's what do you got on your list from that early on? Um, now this is in the top three, right? Or are we doing top three? No, it's just oh, just naming, just naming uh, stuff. But um, man, it's crazy. I'm looking at this. Um, did you see um the Jumanji movie? The no, you didn't see that in theaters. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that was also um this year too. But um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You see that one? No, I didn't. <laughs> Not because I didn't want to. I just never got around to it. Yeah. No, I'm just going through movies that came out actually in theaters. Right. Because um, the weird thing is, I think this effect affected everybody. And um, I don't know, it's going to be a running thing through all these episodes. At some point, we got to bring up streaming. <laughs> well, but, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the things on my list are streams, not movies. Yeah. Like and in because the theater. Of, now, because of that, it's easy to uh, a lot of movies to get lost in a bunch. Oh, yeah. And I guess the way, um, especially during the beginning of, um, well, the pandemic, well, not the pandemic, the quarantine or whatever, because um, there's one movie in particular I know I'd be real surprised if you have heard of it, because I, I know my other movie buff friends haven't heard of it, and it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. I guess I'll. I'll talk about that when it's a foreign language film. It's a Spanish movie, Spanish sci-fi movie named The Platform. Yeah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> it's um, Netflix picked up the movie for distribution and it released it in March of um earlier this year. Okay. And I, I just saw it. I'm like, oh, what's this? And watched it. And it's a hell of a movie. And this was streamed? Uh, yeah, it's a Netflix um original. Oh, wow. The um the maker of the movie couldn't find a distributor and Netflix found it, thank goodness, and and watched it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good flick. It says a lot about um it's basically it's a metaphor on modern society of um of classism and this and that with a sci-fi twist to it. And oh, <laughs> I'm sure you probably saw at least the poster or the thumbnail browsing Netflix. I'm pretty sure I saw like a trailer. Yeah. I, I know what this is now. I ne- no, I never did check it out. I remember, I know the vertical prison thing. Yeah. The vertical okay. prison with the particular object that comes down the platform. And, um, but yeah, movies like that, that's just my thing. And, um, huh. it gets forgetting about, forgotten about. And I'm about to mention another movie, <laughs> and it oh. stars one of your favorite actors. Oh yeah, okay. And I think not even, not even joking. This movie has um, probably his career performance. What movie called The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck? Mm. And mm. it's a heck of a movie. It came out. And one of the few movies actually debuted in theaters before the, the crap hit the fan. It came out in, in March, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's um, a heck of a movie. Is 
I know you see the trailer, it seemed like your typical Coach Carter yeah. style movie. And to a degree it is, but it's, it takes certain twists and turns that you wouldn't expect for this type of movie. And um, the thing, the advantage of this movie that um, like those couple of movies I named, it's not a true story. So, really? yeah, it's, it's not based on a true story. And so with that right there, you could go wherever you want to go with the movie. So and the movie hmm. did that. And I highly recommend it if um, you haven't seen it. I remember the trailer. Mm hmm. I've seen a lot of trailers this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of movies. You mean, I mean, with what happened with the quarantine and the pandemic, or whatever, it kind of made you stop and look at how many movies actually get released. Because yeah. everything getting pushed to stream is hard, kind of hard to keep up with. Well, yeah, because, I mean, as I was going through the list, and there were some things that I'm, you know, I missed, but a lot of it's streaming stuff towards the middle of the year mm -hmm. to the end. Um, okay. So let's see. So let's just go. Let's start with a couple big ones here. I know you'll agree. <laughs> What's that? First one going Cobra Kai. Oh, oh it's that TV. Yeah. That was a good, the good move they made going to Netflix. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. It's gotten very popular, even to where you know there's just articles upon articles still today. You know, and it's a it's amazing how well it was put together and how they kind of turned the series on its head from a different perspective of what happened in the first movie and mm -hmm. but shows you know how guys like Johnny just never pull out of that uh, mode yeah, I guess you could say um, yeah it's um yeah especially it's um now Johnny gets stuck and we might know a couple of people like this in real life. Um, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's where somebody gets stuck in the peak of their life and they don't grow up from that era. Right. And that's obviously what Johnny was. And he was the stuff when he got taken down and he never uh, bounced back out of that. But yeah, it's um, a very well written show. Yeah. And another thing we might touch on with another show, we'll get to that if we do bring it up. What this show does good is it doesn't pander, you know what I mean, with the fan service. It gives us right. what we expect, but it doesn't like, hey, look at this. You see this? You remember that? You get the reference? It doesn't do that. Yeah. You no, know what J I mean? no JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you could you could fan service without being like blatant with it. Exactly. Subtle what, hints. Right. And this show does that like really and even pokes fun at some of the stuff. And, but yeah, that's, and I think that's what we, the, um, the viewers who actually remember the original movies love about it. And also the newer viewers can relate to the, the younger teenagers. Right. And this and that it's, it's a well, really balanced show in that respect. Exactly. I mean, you don't, 
you don't have to throw it in our face. Just just give it to it subtle. Let us get our little chuckle in, but continue yeah. on with something new and relevant for the show. Mm-hmm. Make it something of its own and and let it fly. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that that's what. Uh, but that was really good. Really good. I enjoyed watching both seasons. Can't wait for the third season. Yep. And uh, what else? What What do you got? Let's go with what you got. Uh, this is still a TV show. It doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> just going all just going all around. I guess. Yeah, just going all over the place. But um, a show that I've recommended to you. You brought up. Said it's on your queue. It um just had its third season earlier this year. Is um Ozark. Oh yeah, Netflix show, and this acting, writing, directing, and you realize um, so Jason Bateman, the star of the show, uh, we've seen him around for years as usually in these goofy roles, horrible bosses, um, uh, TV show. I forget the name of it with him and Michael Sarah. As it's not arrested, no, it's not. Is it arrested development? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's um that one, and but now you see him in a role like this, a hard um, drama role. I know you haven't seen it yet, but it's and he's also he also directs and writes a lot of the episodes. Like man, it's and it. I mean, you're glad to see when an actor like him, who was typecast, gets out of that, breaks out of that, and then gives you something awesome when he does, and that's definitely this show so um it's good i know i've not seen it and uh i've heard mixed like you love it i've heard other people's you know say huh eh, it's okay it's kind of boring you know nah, other probably... people are stupid <laughs> no i'm sorry no not real it's and that's the thing about that it's um and it, i want to touch on this with you since we're on this episode um so, because we're going to bring up another show, I'm sure, that's on another streaming network. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned that you've heard some people call it boring. Right. So, there's, there's this thing that happened in Netflix. I'm guilty of this, too. I'm sure you are. But why the hell not? Because we could do it. So, we've been, I guess, um, spoiled or conditioned now to binge. Right. And a lot of these shows aren't designed to binge. Oh, and there's another um, there's another big show this year that we definitely will be bringing up that it still releases in the old school weekly episodic format. Right. New episode every week. I and wish they'd all do it. Yeah. And I forget how much I missed that. Oh, me. Not necessarily. I never forgot. I yeah. wish, you know, like every time I'm like, because listen, um, like Cobra Kai. Let's mm-hmm. let's take that for example. Yeah, I regulated myself on how many episodes I wanted to watch. Oh, that's show you get carried away with okay. being only half an hour, <laughs> right? So, I'd watch two to three episodes a night, but I finished seasons one and two within a week. Like I was watching it every night, two to three episodes, and it was mm-hmm. like bang, 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 knocked them all out. Because I was like, it, but it was so good that it kept drawing me in. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I want to watch one more, but you know what? No, let's let's save that for tomorrow. You know, I kind of regularly, but I miss when 
even now today, because with with uh, all the DVRs and stuff, you cannot watch a show for like two, three weeks and then watch all the episodes you missed at once. Right. But you're behind. You know, even with current TV shows that are de- debuting a weekly schedule, uh, not streaming the big networks. Uh, mm-hmm. But like Carly does that. My wife, she yeah, she will not watch a show for weeks, and then start watching all the episodes at once. And I'm like, what? I miss it when it was like, oh, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen, you know, next week or right, you know, all the cliffhanger stuff and whatnot. It's just you just watch it and watch it, and watch it, and that that could probably ruin it. Like what you said with Ozarks, like if you don't watch it, if you uh, give yourself time to, I guess, uh, compute it, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, there's another thing, though. I think it's, it's you know, you could have done it back in the day, too, but I don't think it was so much. Uh, if you don't like the first episode, you can go straight in the second second episode and go, okay. Right. You know, let me give it a chance. And then by the third episode, you might not, you might abandon it. Mm-hmm. I did that with The Boys season two. Watched the first couple episodes. I watched all of season one. And by the end, I liked it, but I thought the first couple episodes were, eh, you know, I, I right. it wasn't drawing me in until the middle of the season. <clears throat> you know, so... I could see like how some people don't understand shows like that take time to develop characters and plot. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. It's not going to throw it in there within the first 30 minutes. Right. You, That's you got to give it time. And I bet you the people that said it's slow and I know one or two of them did. They only watched <laughs> the first couple episodes. Yeah, man. With a show like that, Ozark, trust me, you, you got to hang in a, a little bit longer because it's a very slow burning show. It's not a fast paced show. And that's for a reason. Well, from what I know of it. Yeah, there, there's a big plot and story, character development, all that that's mm-hmm. going into it. From what I do know about it, uh, I could see that. You know, that it takes some time to to understand what's going on for it to develop. You don't want it to throw it in there all the time. But then there's some right. shows that that take too damn long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some shows yeah. um have pacing problems and can't or uh, and filler I, and stuff like that. I may have mentioned this to you before, but uh what do you call it? Um Designated Survivor. Yeah, came you did. years ago. <laughs> you know. It, it was good. The first couple episodes, like it gets you hooked and you keep watching, you keep watching, but then it has a pacing problem. Like all of a sudden there's a resolution just to a problem. You're like, okay, where do we go from here? We're not halfway through the season, you know? So then it, it's kind of stumbling on itself. So sometimes shows can trick you up either way, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll get around to Ozarks eventually. Oh Yeah. My list is long. I, I don't know why. Like my my uh, queue. I got a lot of stuff in there I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Ozarks is one of yours. That's that's good. Uh, 
I don't know if you saw this one. I can't remember. It's another stream. It's a it's a Netflix original with uh, what has become one of your favorite actors. Oh, it's really what is this? Hubie, Halloween. No, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was really a... good. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see? No, it? definitely. Yeah, I saw it. I okay. watched it the, the week of oh, yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we talked about it because there was you watched it before I did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I told you. Um, man, that was that's just another surprise hit. Yeah. You know, um. Yeah, it take you back to. Like you said, I'm a fan of Sandler more so to his earlier stuff. Through, right. And it's kind of a throwback to peak Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Like the, the Billy Madison, um, Happy Gilmore, before he hit a couple of those movies where he just obviously didn't give a damn. But no, he'll be. There was one or two good ones in there. Like Click yeah, was they, a good one. Yeah, they snuck in that. Yeah, there you go. That was, um, you know, that was a real good one. That was right around the time where it was like, oh, my God, it's another Sandler stupid, right. you know, uh, yeah. which is funny because I just watched Wedding Singer yesterday. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but that show is like 23 years old. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Wedding Singer. Yeah, it came out and still in the, yeah, in the 90s, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 98 mm. it's like 22 almost 23 years old i was like wow yeah, but it was, it was it was it was right there along with his peak because mm-hmm. he did he had done um billy madison and uh happy gilmore and then he did that in 98 i think Waterboy and wedding singer came right out. so he was his prime was just there but uh like you said this this throws back to his those that era of movies mm-hmm. and it was surprisingly good had a had a surprising cast i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it because maybe <laughs> maybe yeah, somebody probably. will watch it next halloween or whatever but um we both have talked about the surprises in that but that was shockingly very good it, to to have Carly laugh at a movie, <laughs> let me tell you something, is an accomplishment. Because it's hard to get her to enjoy a movie and hear her laugh. <laughs> like she'll be like, Oh yeah, that, that was a funny movie. I'm like, Are you sure? Because you didn't, <laughs> you didn't respond to anything. I was laughing my butt off and <laughs> you know, so but it it if I hear her like if I'm upstairs doing something and I hear her watching the show and she starts laughing, I go down there to see what it is because it's obviously something special. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, some people yeah, just aren't the, the comedy type or the, the, the LOL type, the laugh out loud right. type. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, so what, uh, what do you got? What's next for you? Well, I know you probably haven't seen this one. But this is a, I got to mention it. And you don't have to be a hardcore. And this just speaks to how big this was and when it happened in the late 90s. 
All right. Now, what I have next is a mini series. Okay. And it was um a mini series documentary. They classify it as both. And it won an Emmy for um its subject or whatever. But even you living where you live, I know, well, you could tell me that you probably heard something. It was just such a big deal about these guys and how big they were and how good they were. And I'm just being all long winded. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about um the documentary miniseries, the uh, excuse me, <clears throat> the last um the last ride. That's not ringing a bell. The Chicago, I'm sorry, the last ride, the last dance. Oh, okay. Now it rings a bell. Because <laughs> of the last ride and thinking of wrestling. But no, the last dance about the Chicago Bulls and their last um, you know, their last time together. They won the sixth championship and right. the ownership being um cheapskates broke them up just because they didn't want to pay them to stay there. And it could have been a super duper dynasty. But anywho, um is uh, fantastic. It's 10 episodes. It um originally premiered on ESPN. It's on Netflix still, I believe. Thanks, so. But um, yeah, it's um like I said, you don't have to be a hardcore sports fan, basketball fan to enjoy this. It speaks to you from uh, numerous. Well, first of all, just from a filmmaking standpoint, it's it's fantastic breaking down stuff and learning about these people. And if you're even remotely interested in business is interesting in that respect because there's some shady stuff going on, some smart stuff going on that you can learn. And it's um just crazy. And, and everybody know who Michael Jordan is. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, even you being, you know, in the nineties when they were winning all the championships and you, you heard about um, Michael Jordan being in Texas in the nineties, you, you know, you nowhere in Chicago, but you heard about him. Oh, yeah, that was like <laughs> if you you know, I one of my favorite players from that time. I mean, I had you remember the they they got big recently, but before then it was new. Those little uh stickers you put on the wall. Oh yeah, you talk about um they the, not the fat heads, but they were something else before that. Yeah, they had a different name, but fat heads basically right. idea. I know what you so I had, had some. I had the whole uh USA team on my wall. Yeah. And he was on it and you know, Magic and oh man. So many yeah, that was John on Stockton, I think, was on it. Yep, that was him. Uh, He's part of the team. You know, so I had that. So yeah, I definitely knew. I remember <laughs> me and your cousin went because mm-hmm. this was before you moved out here. Me and your cousin went to a Mavericks Bulls game. Mm. Way, way back. It was like 92, 93. That would have been when they won the first three championships. Right. And I remember being excited, like, oh, man, I'm going to see Michael Jordan play. He was playing the Mavericks at that time. They played him for two minutes. (laughs) I swear to God. And they didn't play him. And they didn't play him after that. You know, it was like stayed for this whole game. And it was like, man, I was excited because, you know, uh, your cousin's uh, 
mom at the t- or uh, was dating yeah uh, this big one fan. guy big fan him him and uh his i guess i don't know what you call it step person <laughs> right. me it's and my dad we, yeah something like that we all went us four went and uh man i was excited i was and i didn't get to see him i, I was like well at least i was at a game where he could have played yeah, <laughs> well, he was there. <laughs> yeah, he was there. That's funny. But, yeah. No. Yeah. So, but surprisingly enough, I've not watched that yet. Yeah, it's um, it's still really readily available, but it was a big, uh, big deal when it came out on uh, ESPN. I didn't have uh, traditional cable to watch it on ESPN, but like a month later, it came out on Netflix. But it's a fantastic um, documentary or miniseries, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, right. And um. But with that, I don't want to hog up the whole thing because now a lot of people can watch it now because HBO Max is out. So earlier this year, another documentary came out. It is so intriguing. Um, Not a lot of people talk about it. Somebody actually told me about it um, at my day job at the time. And I hadn't heard about it. And I think it's eight or nine episodes. It's McMillions. Mm. Have Have you heard of it? I heard of it. I know, I, I oh, vaguely man. remember it. I got to run down the uh it's it's it is amazing. <laughs> uh, um so basically it's about the Monopoly games in McDonald's. We all know that, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember this now. And long story short, the documentary is about the investigation of for 12 years the Monopoly games were fixed. Right. And um all of the million dollar winners and even the lower amount winners, like the quarter of a million dollar winners and the $50,000 winners, every single aspect of the game was fixed. Nobody else had a chance. Right. And they go episode through episode, they go back through it. And with the FBI agents who were assigned to the case, they go back to the people who quote unquote won. And it's just amazing how and what was done. And yeah, it's so it's on HBO Max for whoever has um who's ever subscribed to that because it's 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 nuts. And to think when we were growing up in the 90s, we were playing it. Oh yeah. Like everybody else thought we had, and it's just crazy. We never had it, nobody never had a chance to win the big um <laughs> the big prize. And yeah. this documentary tells you why, and, it, and it's amazing. And um, the funny thing about this, I still deservingly so, The Last Dance beat this movie for the, the best documentary category for the Emmys. Really? Which is funny, yeah. And it beat that god-awful, I don't know why it was nominated, Tiger King, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, McMillions, look for it on HBO Max is as one of the better um, as far as TV stuff goes. Yeah, whoever has that. Actually, I gotta gotta talk to Ryan. I don't know if you talked to him, my brother. Ah. He, uh, I think he watched Wonder Woman the other day. Oh yes, yes. So did I. So did I. So did I. Oh yeah. You got HBO Max? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, this one. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I just got it a couple of days. Uh, well, I'm got it. Quote, I got it. Quotation marks. Um, 
my, my sister let me use her account. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just wondering. like Netflix, you can have one account but multiple profiles. So right. yeah, she has a profile. She let me log in and I got my profile. But you haven't watched it yet? No. Oh, yeah. We probably have to dedicate a whole episode to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it. You haven't seen it. I don't want to. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. Influence you one way or the other. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about uh, one of the big ones for us this year. I know it's a big one for you. Big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another series. The Mandalorian. Oh, um. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. That that yeah. one, uh, refreshing. Oh my god, that. I, I, we've <laughs> talked about this before on the on the episodes, but I'm not gonna stop because it gives you it, for me. It gives me the same feelings that I used to feel about the series, the yes, Star Wars series. Man, yeah, you said it. <laughs> you know the the originals and 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 the prequels, hush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just wanting to watch it, right? You know, and wanting to know the characters and 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 know what's going on. Yeah, that that was awesome, and they've got a great uh, production people. Yeah, great with, talent. Yeah, yeah, great talent. Um, so this one actually, Disney actually got right. They actually invested in it, got the right people, and it's it's two great uh, seasons. And I can't. What strikes me as odd is that they are thirty minutes or thirty to four, probably about yeah, thirty 40, to forty-five. Yeah, long. And I'm like, do you know? You just it, it's enough to get you hooked. I wish it was more, but uh, <laughs> you know, with everything that that happened when Disney took over, and and how uh, put off I was by everything they did mm, to see for good to, reason, right? To <laughs> see this was. Is like wow, you know, you have hope that everything else they make beyond this is going to be great. But looking at the release schedule, eh, probably not. <laughs> but I think this made a lot of Star Wars fans happy, new and old. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was actually something goofy about. The last episode and what happened. And it was here recent. And this guy, I guess, was watching it. One of those YouTubers that watch it live reaction. Yeah. People. You know, did you hear about this? I uh, don't think I have. Let's see. Okay. So uh, he was watching it, and Luke Skywalker came on screen, and the dude got emotional. He's, you know, he was like, this is, uh, yeah, I heard about this it. is what I've been waiting for. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that level. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, one of the, 
executives at um, Lucas mm-hmm. commented, you know, made a comment like, eh, you know, don't show your emotions or keep your emotions to yourself or something. I can't and it, and it kind of made it sound like he was being a jerk. Yeah. You know, like, why are you crying? You know, it's just a show, blah, blah, blah. Which goes two ways. Okay. We all, we've, we, me, you, grown up with two sci fi series that creates the oddest fan base. And that's Star Wars and Star Trek. There are people out there, man, that will get that just are like super, super emotional about everything. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's Spock dying in Rathacon or uh, Data uh, getting killed in in uh, Nemesis, you know, those are two yeah. big big things that have hurt. Star uh, Star Trek fans, and then Star Wars. You know, a lot of and I've known a couple of Star Wars fans that they don't like the prequels. That's fine; <laughs> it's not your deal. Cool, but you know, liked the new stuff, and it was like, why? You're just being spoon fed. What was? Yeah, you know, there's nothing new. There's nothing. Yeah, it's a rewrapped gift. Right. <laughs> so, a holiday pun. you know, I can understand some of the fans like going nuts over the Mandalorian's mm-hmm. reveal on the last episode. And for this guy to do that, it's crazy. But yeah, uh, so, you know, um, but to do that, to make a fan do that, because you didn't hear about stuff. You know, you, you heard people like the, the sequel. But you didn't hear people get like emotional about it like that. Yeah. No. Maybe some of the newer fans, but I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. and if anybody wanna look this up, um, so Pablo um Hildago is the Lucasfilm executive. Yeah. Who said that to um uh the YouTuber and whatnot. And he actually apologized. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to take the apology. And it's right here. I read it. It's quick. Him, Pablo Hildago, the Lucasfilm exec, said, I wish to clarify that my post that, quote, emotions are not to be shared, the end quote, was sarc- it was sarcastic self-mockery and was certainly not intended to be hurtful to anyone. And I'm deeply sorry that it was. As a lifelong fan, I appreciate fans' ex- expression how they feel. It it's what being a fan is all about. So yeah, yeah so his, that's his publicist wrote that for him. And um, I was gonna say that was a uh, Disney's response, <laughs> right? They told you, him to you, you know you PR. better get back up on there or you're out right. the door. But um no, no but, uh, but to, to what you were saying is um the YouTuber and um also somebody else um I'm not familiar with the YouTuber until the story came out but somebody else who had an emotional response to this up to the finale of um season 2 is somebody we know Kevin Smith Oh yeah the filmmaker Kevin Smith and he comes from a generation uh, I think Kevin Smith is 50 now Oh man. yeah <laughs> he's he's up there and he comes from a generation 
of uh, my brother is in his age group a little bit younger. I mean, my brother's 45. Right. But it comes from, um, they come from a generation of Star Wars fans who held it, um, like you said, even with Star Trek um, going, they held it sacred because it was treated with respect by the people who created it. Right. And they gave it to us and they gave us a great product because of the way that they treated it, you know? Exactly. And it was, um, I use that word sacred, it was something special. And even when the prequels came out, uh, we remember what a big deal that was. It, it was, that was a, a busy time when that Phantom Menace came out. We that was high school graduation yeah. that year, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It was a it was great oh, times. Yeah. That month, be, right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just that, that month. Was, not even. Yeah. Uh, but um, the sequels when uh, it was bought when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, that sacredness, that mystique surrounding the star wars brand was lost because they immediately treated it like it was just another thing to be another something to make money from it wasn't special i agree they didn't you know and the mandalorian john favreau comes in and he's somebody who has that respect right and creates the mandalorian and treats it that's why it is such a dramatic um, and what do you want to say? A dramatic scale of difference between the movie sequels and this Mandalorian show is something about the Mandalorian that gives you the feel of Star Wars. Correct. You know what I mean? These the sequel yeah. movies look like Star Wars, but they don't feel like it. Exactly. If they, you know if that makes any exactly. sense. Oh no, I get it. I mean, <laughs> and for me, I've said this to you before. The Mandalorian versus the sequels is mm-hmm. is exactly what happens when the difference between a fan making the movie, a super fan, let's call mm-hmm. it, making a movie, and somebody like you said who knows how to respect it. Yes, and it was just because yeah, JJ. We all know JJ was a super fan, or right. is he's a super fan. He comes from that generation, like your brother and and Kevin mm-hmm. he remembers it but he made to me they were fan films they were if you ever see a fan film some of them are good but some of them are just you yeah. know they they are star wars but you could just tell they're just trying to do it because they love it right and 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 not necessarily respectful of it whereas favreau to me Favreau probably liked Star Wars, but I don't see him being as big as a fan as JJ. Mm. And here's an example, and, and I've used this as an example, not on the podcast, but before in these arguments about the sequels, is that look at what, in my opinion, look at what JJ did for Star Trek. He wasn't a super fan of Star Trek, yeah. but he he understood it. And he made, to me, really good movies. Now yeah. the Trekkies don't like it because he yeah, screwed. Crazy. You know, Star he Trek screwed up the darkness. Was I thought yeah. it was great. <laughs> and I, me too. A lot of people, a lot of old school Star Trek fans don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but to me, he he made some good Star Trek movies. Yeah, but once he was given the reins to Star Trek or Star Wars, 
Well, he dropped Star Trek like a heartbeat. And freaking, <laughs> you know, went on over there and and because he was a, such a fan of it, mm-hmm. and you could tell that Favreau knew how to do it. Same thing with I like Mar- the Marvel. He 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 could understand how what needed to be done. Right. Yeah, and I don't know if with JJ if it was a mandate. Well, obviously to some degree was um, a mandate that, yeah, like obviously he had a lot of fan service in the Force Awakens, but at the same time, now, and we we heard of all the turmoil. Well, not turmoil. I'll say this organization in the sequel right. trilogy, and um. And he was almost such a fanboy to a fault that he forgot the basic stuff. Exactly. Like, we never got to see Luke, Han, and Leia together again. Ever. You know what I mean? Right. And the stuff, and I'm sure the mandate stuff, oh, you got to push the newer generation. Which is Kathleen Kennedy was pushing that on him. Right. And you remember, I don't know if you remember what people complained about. It's, man, it's five years ago now. When um, if y'all haven't seen the damn movie by now, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so when Han gets killed, and um, they come back, and Ray gets a big old hug from Leia, and Chewie just in the cut, like um, hello, in the background going hi. Yeah, people. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's yeah. like man, yeah, JJ just to a fault. He, like you said, it was a fan film. He wanted to get all of his things. He forgot about what the. It's like a kid in the sandbox with all his toys. Yep, and like, hey, well, like, and, like these toys too. Let him play with them, and he, and like you said, I, I think you described it perfectly. <laughs> when Disney got it, it took the sacredness out of it, and I, I do feel that way because uh, when when I heard the announcement and everything, I was like, oh boy, here we go. They're going to turn it into a nut toy thing, and it was quiet for a little while. Yeah. And, and you start wondering, well, we know there's a new movie coming. There's got to be. What's going to happen? Then they then they said one Star Wars movie a year for the yeah. next, like, 10 years. And I was like, whoa, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, right there, it, it, it lost it for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so they came out with, with The Force Awakens. And then wasn't Rogue One next? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that was Rogue the next one. year after that Rogue One. I was so aggravated one with what happened in the Force Awakens, and two, what Disney has plans were that I completely skipped over it because I was like, "This is nothing to me. The, the, the Rogue One is nothing. I don't, I don't want to know mm-hmm. about it. I don't want to hear about it." Blah blah <laughs> yeah, blah. I remember. And went on to the Last Jedi, and then. Uh, Han came out and it was like, no, again, I refuse. I don't need all this crap. I just want Star Wars, something new, something I can get excited about. And it took me, what, two years, two, three years after Rogue One debuted to watch it and was actually uh, surprised by it and and liked it. And was actually disappointed that I didn't see it when I should have. Because, uh, like you said, the sacredness of it 
disappeared for me instantly that I, it just, it threw me, put me off, you know, and it's kind of the same way with their new <laughs> announcement and all the 10 years, 10, whatever shows they got coming out. Right. And even with those, um, that was the, uh, what day was that? The investors day. Yeah. That they made all those announcements. So a lot of those shows aren't going to get made. Yeah, but so. it's was that you don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean, look what the day was. It was why the announcements were made for the investors. Well, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure more than half will get made. And some, a quarter of them are even in production already. Right. But yeah, it's um, and I want to speak on the Mandalorian and so a little spoilers if anybody hasn't seen the finale being the way social media was looking, I don't think that's the a case. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can spoil <laughs> anything. So, and this is um, I wanted to use this as a fan um fan service thingy. How to and how not to by two by two companies that are owned by Disney. All right, uh-huh. and we saw both things. One is a movie. One is the a TV episode. Um, so let's start with. The season finale, season two of The Mandalorian, right? Okay. Something is happening, and they're not forcing it in our face because it's built up organically. And what I'm talking about is there's a scene toward the end of the episode when um, the Mandalorians are marching toward um, the control room, remember? hmm Yeah. And um, the stormtroopers come out. There's four of them. And remember the two, they take off on the jetpacks and hide... Uh-huh. The stormtroopers come up and they ambush them all on the sides, right? Yeah. So something's happening in that scene, and it's awesome when you stop and think about it. Maybe after the episode, or maybe even right after that scene. And here it is, and I think this is why it's so excellent, and you don't initially realize it because it's not in your face, and they're not spoon feeding it to you. In that scene, when they cross the bridge, the four Mandalorians. Or the four, not four, it's three Mandalorians and it's the um, Gina Carano character. And you know the scene, right? Yeah. All right, so (laughs) there's four women. Right. Four women, two women of color in this powers of position and it's not being, hey, look at this, women. Oh. (laughs) Now, I'm compare that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Now, compare that. To Avengers Endgame, there's a scene during the battle at the end. The and, w- women Avengers. <laughs> yeah, the women um, reunite now. Is it that that scene? Is when Captain Marvel was trying to get the um the Infinity Gauntlet to the the portal, and how right. I don't know how you're gonna get it past that. And Spider Man says, and and um Scarlet Witch says, don't worry. And then the other lady comes up. She has help, and all the women come up. Right. And converge that moment there's a there's a line that it almost crosses between awesome and corny super corny <laughs> because it's so like hey look at this hey look look that moment isn't built organically right it's forced right even though i like it but it, it, it <laughs> almost it's almost stumbles over that line of what to do with my fist do i fist pump or do i face palm you right. know what I mean? Right. 
But going back to the Mandalorian, that moment of empowerment for women was built organically. Through, you know what I mean? Right. And, and it's, I think it was something that, like you said, it wasn't in your face that I didn't even acknowledge it. And that's how it's supposed to be. It shouldn't be a major acknowledgement. It should just be, hey, that's awesome if you do realize right. it. And it's great, right. but and it's, it's awesome that it happens, but it's, yeah. They because, really you know, now that you mention it and, and I think about it, yeah, it was uh, Gina Carana and uh, Naming's character on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's Katie Satkoff. And then Katie, and then the, the wrestler chick. Yeah, it's um, Sasha Banks or, or the Mercedes Bernardo. Right, yeah. and they take off, you know, and they hide. And yeah, then they come up from behind, shoot, you know. Yeah, I, I never really thought about <laughs> right. that because it was just you had those four and then Boba Fett and, and the... Right, you, they were in the moment and Mandalorian was... And Mando. But yeah, that's just an example of yeah. how to do fan service. Exactly. When you're doing, don't force it. It can be built organically. Right, and yeah, that, that was uh, with the sequels. Something that annoyed me when Disney, and I mean, they, they presented it this way. They said, here are your new heroes. Right. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. And that <laughs> is, that's not something you, you just throw in our face and say, okay, here is yeah. your hero. We have right. to see them and, and grow to love them. And this is, um, and that's where the, the Mary Sue argument comes in for Ray. Right. And um, people say, oh no, she's is I think it's um respectable arguments on both sides. People say, oh no, she's not Mary Sue. That's what the title means. The Force Awakens. Okay, same thing happened with Luke, but he wasn't super duper knew how to do every single thing. Not even in Return of the Jedi. Right, he was still learning. But Ray, yeah. she knows how to pilot every ship. She knows how to. And this isn't a, a, a sexist or a feminism thing. It's just if the if the character oh, was a guy. It's a character thing. Right. If the character was a guy, he knew how to do every single thing. Right. Okay, I get the force that she has the force within her. And but still, it's yeah, it's not handled <laughs> um well. Right. But yeah, and it's um it's, and like you said, you know, it's here's your new heroes, but <laughs> right. well, go ahead. You know, and that's what was so annoying about that series and you know yeah, but they had and then they were trying to say that Finn was force sensitive. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, they force I mean there's a lot of stuff because these filmmakers weren't on the same page um for a trilogy. Right. That it was a lot of uh yeah, like backstepping and this <laughs> and that and uh yeah, but so you know I but yeah, this turned into another but the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Went off topic. It's there. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian. Uh, nobody's watched that. That's a Star Wars fan. I don't, then you're not a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. You know, you, or like my brother. Oh, I'll get around to it. No, dude. <laughs> and we, 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 we've been trying to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you do it now. Yeah. It's... Oh, we're, I think you were standing there when I was talking to him about this, the Mandalorian. And I told him, in a certain way that Mandalorian makes the sequels look like junk. 
not, yeah, that, yeah. not that verbiage, but you know, yeah, was, I was there. <laughs> and he was like, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, he said that. You know, and I'm like, Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's um, but come on, even if you like the sequels, you cannot say they aren't flawed because they are very flawed. Very. I mean, I liked um you and me both actually. We liked we both liked The Last Jedi. That's the movie that most people most hate people the most. Hate. Right. But we like In the Darkness, and a lot of people hate that too. So. <laughs> but you, I but think yeah. but back to Mandalorian. You gotta look you... at it film wise. Like I think the yeah. way we look at In the Darkness and uh The Last Jedi, two yeah. controversial movies for hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Those are very well-made movies. Yes, as uh, film-wise, right. right? As a film, as a movie, I can't say that I wasn't entertained. Right. As a you know. like with the Last Jedi, as a Star Wars fan, yes, I can say I was disappointed, especially with the treatment of Luke. I can say that, but I also enjoyed the movie. Which I... <laughs> <laughs> my thing about that? Let's touch mm-hmm. on that real quick. Yeah, let's touch on that. Why can't Luke be flawed? Why can't he be like that, defeated? Yeah. What says he can't be? He's he's a, a, an emotional feeling right. being. He can feel defeated. He was defeated. He tried something, and it blew up in his face, and that was a real emotion. There are people out there that have had that happen to them. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know? But also that brings up they didn't um, want that. They wanted him to come in, save the fan service, come in yeah, to be save right. the day, be Mr. Powerful Jedi and teach Ray everything. Yeah. That wasn't the point. That's true. And that's what um Ryan Johnson, I guess he was talking about because you know subverting expectations. I'll give him that for that because um one of the best scenes in the movies is because of how Luke is defeated and he needs um I guess um when Yoda shows up. I love that scene. Right. <laughs> the sacred text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I hear you, I hear you on that. It's, so it's, that, that was the thing for me. And it, it was good movie making. That that yeah, it's the best sh- looking Star Wars movie. I mean, one of too. cinematography yeah. wise. And I mean the whole uh ship going in the hyper. That yeah, was awesome. Um, yeah, it was. Because that let d- I don't know how many people that happened to this, but when I was sitting there and, and once I started figuring out what was fixing to happen, I was like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened. Awesome moment. But you also, know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Holdo. Yeah. The actress. General. Um, what is her name? Jurassic Park. God yeah. <laughs> oh, is, um, being, no, anyway, that. <laughs> she, you know, that was awesome. You know, the way her character did that, it, it was like, it left me going, wow. You know that was that was such a good scene. It was well written. So, but a little nitpick that a lot of people, and I'm one of them, and he was there too in that movie during that scene. She Haldo, General Haldo, is a new character, right? Imagine right. if General Akbar had done that. I don't care. Oh come on, <laughs> emotion, baby. <laughs> uh, no, you know, Lord Dern, Lord Dern. That's right, Bruce Dern's daughter. But like I said, I, I, nitpick. It was, I said it. nitpick. Yes, it's nitpicking because uh, you're kind of fan servicing at that point. Yeah, it, you know, 
but also it's for emotional impact to the story so it's not if it's done well okay let me ask you something seriously seriously besides him saying a famous quote how Mm -hmm. emotionally attached are you to him no, he's in truth. One the, he's one of the top three Star Wars characters of all time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you know not. what I'm saying. Every, I, I, I've heard, I've, I've heard that argument. You know, yeah. oh, uh, General Akbar went out, you know, too easy. Blah blah blah. He was a, he was a great character. I'm like, dude, he was in it for like a couple minutes, and he said it's a trap. <laughs> you know. I was like, yeah. I was not. I've never been emotionally attached to that character. No, nah, you don't. <laughs> but it, I think it was still made a better moment for somebody. Like, oh, they're gonna give him, even though if he didn't. Like I said, you could go back and forth. Nip, but he was already but, dead, so it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got blown no, up. Um, anyway, and what were we? Yeah, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. See, it. but I'm um, speaking of, um, you talk about Luke Flawed and this and that. Let's talk about you know spoilers. Um, the ending for that season finale of the Mandalorian. What'd you, what'd you think? I was hoping it'd be somebody else, but I was okay with it. Now, who are you hoping for it to be? Somebody new. Yeah. Somebody new. Somebody that was, because look, we, we've gotten a lot of new characters this whole season. Mm -hmm. The past two seasons. They, you know, they, I think Boba Fett's only the. Uh, is that the only other character they brought back? No, as far as as uh, movie yeah. trilogy mate. Yeah, I can't as... remember, but anyway, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everything was new, so I was hoping that maybe there'd be somebody that was hiding that would come out and you'd get this new character, but. They didn't. So I was like, well, whatever. You know. I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um a pretty good. And something we were talking about um uh, before the finale, like how long are they gonna hold on to the the child or baby Yoda storyline? Yeah. And you know, we we got our answer. I mean, it's the, it's the Mandalorian, not the Mandalorian. And Grogu. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be interesting season three. To see where they go. But uh, have. what do you call it? Um, I think with Luke taking him, though, creates too many questions, too many uh, possibilities of people wanting to just to uh, discover what happens because right. this is before Ben uh, or, or Emo Darth. Whatever you want to call <laughs> right. Kylo. This is before he ever, or maybe he started training him as a kid. But I mean, what we're talking, mm-hmm. what is it, five years after? I think so. If they, they say, they might not a, even been born yet. You know? Right. So he's, he's supposed to take the child and train him. Well, what happened? You know, what happened? Where did Grogu go? But when, uh, what did Kylo do to him? Did Kylo know about it? Did he go on a, you know? Right. I There's think if it was somebody for, else. Right. That know, it possibility for that. another story for Grogu to Grogu. It is. <laughs> it is. And it's another way for the Mandalorian to pass cross with him. But yeah. 
you know, my whole thing about it was if it was somebody else, those you probably wouldn't have those uh, questions. Mm-hmm. But I like that they are questions that can be answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. beating the Skywalker saga, that dead horse. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's dead because they they killed it, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> oh, leave her alone. <laughs> yes. She should have left Star Wars alone. She's done a lot of good in her life to be given a pass. <laughs> Look at all the movies she's produced and made with a lot of people. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's... Anyway, so we're beating that dead horse. So, <laughs> all right. Well, if you got anything else on your list? Um, any other movie I got you probably haven't seen, and that's be Tenet. I was waiting for you to say that one. Yeah, that's that's my top movie of the year. I'm being a, a bad a bad fan of Nolan and not watched it yet. Yeah. I mean it's been, you know, <laughs> you talk about um being able to give somebody a pass given the year what it was and what's been going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll <laughs> you'll definitely see it and go grab it. Oh yeah. From from one of those stores or something like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say any name because you're not paying us. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, yeah, it's um, yeah, that yeah, a lot of Nolan's been in the news for plenty of reasons other than his movie. Yeah, and it's just it's just been we see can't talk about one thing without necessarily talking about another. It, it veers off because that's exactly. what the year has been. <laughs> And we've already done that. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tenet, um, yeah, that's definitely, um, it's one of those movies that um, if you're a fan of Nolan, you'll like it. And it's a movie that rewards for subsequent viewings. It is a, it is a mind-screwing movie. Aren't all his movies? Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, Dunkirk. Well, yeah, Dunkirk, Dunkirk is straightforward, but even yeah. the timeline for Dunkirk is unique. You got three different timelines that right, do right. what they do. There was like and, um, day or weeks, yeah, days, days and hours or something. Yeah, yeah, it was hours, weeks, and hours, days, and weeks. Yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that was pretty cool. And um, but yeah, I think Nolan's only straightforward movies are the Batman movies, as far yeah. as not being yeah. too complex. <laughs> <laughs> like time wise because he's obsessed with time right and, but yeah other than that yeah so Tenet definitely okay. gotta go see it and um, yeah that's no well I don't know what else, what, what, what else have you seen I know it's been a busy year as with I've seen but... not I mean I think the stuff on my list is basically the biggest things that I've seen, you know, I've watched reruns of things and uh, I haven't been to the theater since <laughs> I guess since Bad Boys. Yeah, so you mostly crazy. stuck with the the, the TV the TV yeah. episodic stuff. Yeah, I mean I meant I really did mean to go see Tenet and I just no, never got around to it. Yeah. Uh, and... I think the other here's a couple things I wrote down that I wish I would have seen this year and i'll get around to it but i wish i should have saw it when it was 
uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll rent it and watch it. Right. Um, I I know you've recommended this. I've not watched it yet. Extraction. Extraction. Uh, yeah. No Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. On Netflix. Um. Maybe maybe I'll have to come over to your house and watch this. The Witches. The Witch. Ah, I haven't seen that either. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, I, HBO Max. I, I was really curious about that. I mean, I still am. That's yeah. See, you know, that's what I mean about it. all these movies. Just, they get lost in a bunch because everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything that happened, you know, I. And, which is, I'm pretty sure was supposed to be a theatrical. Release. Oh yeah, it was. It definitely was. They and made then that it had to go. Then I had to switch it to HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it's staying. Yeah, but, Mac is just one of his movie to be seen. He that was yeah. a real easy deal to do. Yeah. So um, those are some of the things that I probably should have paid more attention to this year, and didn't. But like you said, it's all crazy. I, if if things were normal, yes. I would have went to go mm. see Tenet. Yes, I would have went to go see Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, probably The Witches if I had time. You know, and a couple of other things that should have been out this year. Um, so I think here's probably the first movie I'm probably going to watch of the new year. is already out, but it's only been out a couple of days. Uh-huh. What's this? It's another it's another Netflix, but it's an actual movie. Um I'm really curious about Midnight Sky. Yeah, I've been hearing certain things about that. I'm, I need to watch that myself. Good old Clooney. What is he up to? Not, not just for Clooney, but I mean just <laughs> the trailer really intrigued me. Mm, no, it's you know, a, a damn good trailer. Yeah. And if that's all it was, which a lot of movies are, then I'm gonna be disappointed. But they're good trailers, just <laughs> But and uh, Cobra Kai will be the first things I watch this year. Yeah, they come out. Yeah, Cobra Kai. That. Oh boy, I know you aren't on social media like I am. Uh, I might have to not by choice binge that because Quickly. as soon as it hits, these these knuckleheads are gonna binge it, and they're gonna be everywhere. Oh, gonna, oh yeah, they're gonna like throw <laughs> everything out there. Yeah, they're gonna tell you everything. Yeah, so um, I know you can't do that, do it on Instagram, but I like a feature on Twitter. You can mute keywords, so oh. it won't show up in your your feed. So, but yeah, like you said, um, definitely TV show wise, um, Cobra Kai, and movie wise, there's just so so much to choose from. But well, those were just the first. That's the first <laughs> things I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. so. I've got the list in front of me. I'm gonna run down a couple of uh, prospect, uh, prospect. I don't know how you say it. Interesting ones uh, that are coming out 2021. Okay, I want to see what you think about some of these. Okay, uh, and really in January, in my opinion. Uh, then we got nothing in February. Well. Okay, did you see the trailer for the... I don't even know how you say it. It's the Jodie Foster film with Benedict Cucumber Batch. Whatever you <laughs> Have you seen um, that? No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the trailer. I know which movie. Okay, it's the, the Man, Manchurian, Manchurian, something like that. 
basically she, uh, Jodie Foster takes up, um, she's a lawyer and she takes a case about a, a, a Muslim guy being, uh, saying he's a terrorist and he's in, I think he's in Guantanamo and, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a military guy who, uh, is doing his job, doesn't want to believe nothing's going wrong, but kind of, I think changes his mind towards the end mm-hmm. that that looked interesting, but I don't think I'd watch it. Uh, it was just, <laughs> it, it was just an interesting, uh, thing. Tom and Jerry, probably not. I'm not really happy no. with that one. And we probably have to have an an this an episode dedicated to those type of movies because something movies, yeah. those movies do that I don't like. <laughs> uh, here's something I'm looking forward to coming to America. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah I can't wait for that to come into America. But this one's coming number two. Mm-hmm. Uh. Think I'm gonna pass on the King's Man, even though I liked the King's Man. Yeah, I, I never saw like, the sequel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why I kind of figured. Um, <laughs> here's a big one that I, I know I have to go see it because I'm a fan of the series. Ooh, it's this? coming out in March. The Many Saints of New York, New New York. No, oh, yeah, New yeah. Uh, but I'm a little. The show, the way they did the show and how it was done every episode, I don't see how it translates to a movie format. But if you don't know, it's the Sopranos prequel. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of great people in there. I think a great pick getting Alessandro uh, Navola. Yeah, to or, play. What was his name in that movie? Uh, Pollux Troll. Oh yeah, face off. Alex <laughs> Troy, he's been Alex Troy, <laughs> and other things. But I think that you know, and, uh, Ray Liotta's in it. It's just I don't know. I, I'm curious about. It. I know we have to go. We'll have to watch that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll you will probably go see No Time to Die. I will not. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. Going back to um, the Sopranos movie. What? Um, you didn't mention who's playing um Tony, his son. Yeah, <laughs> his that's son pretty Michael. interesting. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what uh, the talking Sopranos guys say about it right yeah. around that time. I know they'll go see it. Or they'll have oh, to. definitely. I'll, I'll be interested to see it. But yeah, uh, no time to die. You'll go see that. You can tell yeah. me how wonderful <laughs> that one is. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. And that was a that was a pushback. Yeah, that, that should have be been out already. First movie that yeah. officially got pushed because of uh, COVID. They are remaking. No, that was a different movie. Never mind. Uh, Black Widow comes out in May. Yeah, well, <sighs> I'll, I'll give. Yeah, I'll probably go see that one just because. Scarlett Johansson's in it, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Free Guy. That was another one that got pushed back. Yeah. I do want to see this one. No, yeah, that one has me curious. I think that one's going to be a good one. Can't go wrong with Ryan Reynolds unless it's uh, Green Lantern. (laughs) Uh, 
June, Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's that. a big, I think that's the big one for me mm -hmm. of the year. I think that'll, that's going to be a must. I'm going to go watch it. It better be damn good. Yeah. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the respect, like we said, I think it'll, because Jason Reitman's doing it, I think he mm. knows how to respect the series. Respect of course, and, um, even Ivan Reitman, yeah, he's he's involved in it too. Yeah, so. I think I think that will be another great one because of the respect it'll get uh, from the makers. Uh, I didn't even know there was a new Venom coming out. Yeah, they that was real quiet because um, Andy Serkis directed that one. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's getting in directed now. He's tired of playing characters. <laughs> yeah, but, you know he directed the um his directorial debut was the the Jungle Book movie, the one that competed with Favreau. Uh, the one that came came a couple of years after the one that was released on Netflix. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's one that's uh, is just fan service. Uh oh, what was this? Top Gun. Yeah, only how many years? What, 34? Yeah. Well, by the so, time, it'll be 35 when it comes out. That'll come out for the July 4th yeah. holiday. And I'm assuming these are still coming out. This is this list right. is could change. Yeah, and a lot of it. Uh. But uh, uh, will not, I don't think I'm going to give Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings ago I, like like i've talked about before uh i've got franchise fatigue on the marvel stuff yeah and the funny thing is this is the first year somebody mentioned that 2019 that no marvel movies will be coming out and i think that's a good thing it, i think yeah, it will work it could, in your favor you think so as far as the fatigue you know like you're talking you know what i mean well yeah for some people yeah, yeah and, and i think they don't I think I'm, I'm not speaking for him, but I think they don't necessarily consciously know it, but it'd be good for them too. But we still got all these damn TV shows coming out. We still got time to get fatigued. Yeah, that's but still, <laughs> even then, we hadn't had anything since Endgame. And that seemed like, well, the Spider Man, that was the last MCU movie. That was still last year. Makes me, makes me sad every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a video game adaption coming out, Uncharted, in July. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Speaking uh, of Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland and <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Uh, passing on Space Jam. Not, not, not going yeah, I'm curious what they're going to do with that, but I'm not. Nah. Well, you, you, you go right ahead. You tell nah, I'm not saying I'll go see it. I'm just curious what's going to happen. I see a trailer now. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the Jungle Cruise with uh, Dwayne Rock. I'll do any disaster movie, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad redo. Yeah, more soft reboot. In yeah. August. Yes. Uh, didn't even see the other one, so I'll pass on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. They're doing another Resident Evil. Didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, you know, reboot, of course. Here's one I want to see. I want to see, and I, I got to make an effort to go see this. This is in September. Uh, Death on the Nile. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh. 
didn't I have not been able to watch the uh, um, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you definitely got to see. I've seen I've seen a little bit of here and there at the beginning. Like, I think I watched uh, uh, the first 45 minutes of it. So yeah, it's a bit over two hours. So, yeah, definitely yeah, go back and check. I that. do need to watch that one. But I was excited. You know, that's just one of those movies that slipped under my radar when it when it came out. I, I knew about it. I wanted to see it. Just didn't have the time to it to go to it and never watched it after that. But from what I saw the other day on regular TV, uh, it looked pretty good. But I know Death on the Nile. I want to go see that and then uh, Dune is coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really big, you know, kind of like Blade Runner type error. This is this is going to be kind of like that, but more of a of a remake. I didn't really like the first Dune. It was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. I haven't seen it in probably legit thirty years. Right. So you know. I don't know how well I'm going to want to watch that. I'll probably have to go because my dad's yeah. a big fan of it. But, but given the filmmaker, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I mean, and what he did with with uh, 2049. Oh, know. yeah. And he has an overall just good, decent track record. Uh, one Here's one that uh, you and my brother probably. <laughs> What's this? Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. That's uh, October yeah. still, right? Yep. That's October crazy. 15th. Yeah, right on time. It's got Halloween. to, well, I don't know, man. Mm. October 15th, Halloween Kills going up against The Last Duel, which is a really Ridley Scott movie mm. with with the dynamic duo of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, wow. They screenwriters. They're screenplay. Oh, no, they're in it, too. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. What another awesome Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. Kylo himself. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what that's about. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. The Last Duel. Really, Scott. Anyway. uh, You got the Internals. Marvel coming out in November. Uh, Elvis with Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah. Coming out. Uh, wait, I thought we were no. That was that was the other crappy, too long. Uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible Seven's coming out. Oh yeah, good old November. Time. They're filming it now. He's screaming at everybody. So. Hey, yeah, you gotta respect those protocols. A lot of people are getting sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. I was gonna say something. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to it. We'll get to it one day. Trust when the me. movie comes out. <laughs> well, that's a whole year from now. Uh, but yeah. Uh, dang. I'm going to have to look up Ridley Scott's directorial schedule. He's got another one coming out. Mm. November 24th. Yeah, uh, it looks like stays. Gucci. Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro. What? Mm. Mm. Look that one up, too. So I don't know if you get into this one on your list. This just been recently announced, so it probably won't be on your list. Probably not. So they are going to do 
And at 90 years old, Richard Donner is going to direct the fifth Lethal Weapon movie. And that's going to be out 2021? Uh, no, no, not 2021. They just announced it. So oh, I'm, well, I'm just talking about stuff that's been released. Yeah, we put that in there. But yeah, 2021. That'll oh, be boy. interesting. Uh, here's another big one for me. I think the way it's shaping up is going to be good. This is going. To, this is in December. This will be a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie, but it'll be that time period. Uh, the untitled Spider-Man movie. No, oh, yeah, that's um with everybody under the sun. Yeah, the Spider-Man three from the MCU um, timeline. Yeah, Alpha still. Molina. Was that? I said Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. Alfred Molina. And he and Jamie Foxx and yep. Cucumber Patch. Whatever. <laughs> uh, then a week after that will be Matrix 4. Yeah. So you didn't come across um John Wick 4. I guess they pushed that to 2022. They must have pushed it. It's not on the, it's not on this list. Because once upon a time they had the same release date. No, yeah. No, it uh, it wasn't on here. This is this is uh, every well, not everything, mm-hmm. but the bigger schedule. Why you know release of twenty twenty one films? Right. Well, you know, I it's got a lot of potential. I think if they stay in the, uh, I think if everything goes well and the movie theaters start kicking back up, I think. A lot of these will get uh, get pretty popular. Yeah, so. yeah, and it'll be interesting. And a lot of those are gonna be, well, a few of those are gonna be simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. That's right. I wonder which ones are. Oh, it says okay on the list. It says. Uh, Production companies, yeah, it'll tell you what's coming out. <clears throat> so, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it should be. Surely be interesting. Right. Words right out of my mouth. It's been a minimum, <laughs> or at the least, it'll be very interesting. Yep. So, okay. Well, I think we've uh, talked about it enough. Would you like to add anything to any of the? Um, no, every seemed like we covered a lot, and okay, yeah, okay. all right. Well, uh, hope everybody has a, a joyous, merry new year, <laughs> and uh, we will see y'all next year. All right, people, see you later.